Elul is a month-long holiday, or Hala month, that marks the end of one Jewish year and helps to transition into the beginning of a new one. Traditionally, it is a month of introspection, contemplation, and personal growth. Untraditionally, or less traditionally, Elul Unbound is a digital initiative offering up a wide variety of avenues for experimenting over the course of this month, as both an on-ramp into Rosh Hashanah and as an experience in and of itself. Sign up to join Elul Unbound's daily email list and learn more about all of Elul Unbound's offerings by heading to judaismunbound.com slash E-L-U-L. This is a special bonus edition of Judaism Unbound. Elul, no suitcase required. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Lex Rofberg. And I'm Wendy Bernstein-Lash. And uh, neither one of us is Dan, but um, you may remember Wendy from last year. Uh, Wendy, you've taken a little bit of a break from us, but we've been in touch quite a great deal, planning out Elul, thinking out Elul, and also just because you're a really awesome general participant in many things Judaism Unbound. But you are back for a bunch of episodes that we are releasing as part of our Elul Unbound initiative, and we're very excited about that. So I wanted to give you that well-deserved shout out. We are thrilled to have you back. And um, just as a reminder, we've got these weekly check-in kinds of podcasts, these bonus podcasts, mini podcasts, whatever your preferred term, and Wendy Bernstein-Lash will be joining us for all of them. So thank you, Wendy, for being here. And um, I'll throw it over to you. What's the theme of this first tier podcast? Well, it's nice to be back with the Judaism Unbounders and the Elul Unbounders. The theme of this week is to set the context for the whole month of Elul as uh, searching both inner and outer and uh, to take, as the title of the episode hints to, to be on a journey with us and to journey, be on your own journey of Elul and look at it as a spiritual pilgrimage before you arrive at the destination of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yeah, I think that that searching idea is great. And one thing, I don't want to take credit for this. I think you found this info as we were prepping for this episode, Wendy. But um, there's this cool linguistic piece, which is that um, the, the idea of searching, the idea of searching for something is actually embedded into the word Elul itself. In Aramaic, the root for to search, um, you know, for an object, for a person, for something, is this this word, Elul. It's, it's roughly the same word. And I think that that's a powerful statement if we choose to sort of look at that statement. But um, I mean, last year, I, um, when we first did this Elul Unbound initiative, I really wasn't ready for it to have the impact on me that it did. I, I wasn't really sure what it would be. And I also didn't know what what scale it would be in terms of our participants. But like, I will say that that four-week experience was a kind of search. And I think this time around, it's it's a kind of search as well. And and what's harder for me is to be like, what am I searching for? Like, I, I'm not sure if I'm searching for like, God. Um, I just flashed to that book, God in Search of Man by, by Abraham Joshua Heschel. Um, I'm not man in search of Godding, um, or the, the opposite, the inverse. Um, and I'm not sure I'm even totally searching for like meaning. Um, although I'd like to find meaning. Um, and I have found meaning in Elul. Um, 
but I'm still searching. So I guess I'm wondering, like, can you help me out? Like, what what could we or what could I, um, what could any of us be searching for as we opt into this linguistic pun of searching in LO? It's kind of funny that I'm wearing a shirt that the listeners won't be able to hear, but you can see, which is not all wandering, not all wanderers are lost. Uh, thank nice. you to The Hobbit um, and Tolkien. Uh, the sense of actually being on a journey where we don't have to know that we're going somewhere, we don't have to have an endpoint, we don't even have to have the question in mind, is really what the idea of a pilgrimage or a spiritual journey is about. And um, Judaism certainly holds this. We have the idea of Lech Lecha, um, Abraham being told in the Torah, go out to this journey that you don't know, to this place that you don't know. And... Um, going on a journey into the unknown and finding things that we weren't looking for, it can be quite delightful. So I hope that you and others embrace that I don't know what I'm searching for and uh, enjoy it, be playful with it. Yeah, I'm all about the playful. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm still wrestling, I'm still trying to figure out this question because you, you that was beautiful. Um, but I also, I want to like, I want to have by the end of this conversation, like a sense of my scavenger hunt items. Like, you know, you get all the bullet points and like, ah, yes, find, uh, walk around your city, find four people wearing a yellow shirt with like purple earring, like, like whatever weird things you then take a picture. Like, I want to have my, my scavenger hunt bullet points, which is probably a ludicrous thing to want, but I'm going to try anyway. And what I'm realizing, um, is that I think part of what I want, last year was a huge step for me and it was a, a, a big deal. I'd never, 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 never really done Elul in a meaningful sense before last year. And what it was for me was a really great chance to look inward. And we had, you know, thoughtful questions about how to apply various poems and videos and all these things we sent out to each of us on an individual level. And what I want to try and do this time, what what I, what's my scavenger hunt bullet point item a little bit, although I'm still working it through, is I, I'm thinking of David Jaffe, who was a guest on our show, who talked all about Musar, sort of, you know, a, a personal self-improvement kind of practice through a Jewish lens. He, he talks all about it from the inside out. So not only working on oneself for the sake of oneself, but for the sake of then channeling it outward into one's communities, into the world. And it's not that I actively didn't do that last year, but I think our focus was more squarely on that inward piece, which is great. Um, it, it really great. It's, it's important to do that. But I think Part of my scavenger hunt that I'm coming to now, thinking out loud, is that I really want to do that next step of the the inside out, emphasis on the out, you know, taking taking this internal work and thinking, how can I plug that in to, you know, my community here in Providence? How can I plug it in more broadly to my community in this country? How can I plug it into the Jewish community writ large? How can I plug it into the world writ large? Those kinds of questions a little bit. I've been a student and a practitioner of Musar for many years, and it's, it's wonderful. And the idea is that as you work on your own soul curriculum, what are the places that you get stuck? What are the places where you need to grow that you're better able to be in the world and be a better citizen of the world? And so it is, there isn't an inside and an outside. We just have to, where do we start our work? And the sense of 
Elul is start it in the inside so then you can take it to the outside. Um, and it's not wrong to be in a, I'm action oriented, I want to go do social justice and I'll look at what's going on inside of me later. That's not wrong, it's just a, a different orientation. And so what we're trying to create as a container to say, do that introspective work and that will then take you to be even better at the outside work that you want to do. So understand why it is that you want to do these kind of actions in the world and make sure that you're not taking a little bit of what you might not even know about yourself into that and then be disappointed about it or miss the mark in, in terms of what you're doing. I think it's easy to go in and, you know, like feed the homeless. I, I go periodically and I feed the homeless. If I'm doing it so that I feel better, that's very different than I'm doing it because it's, it's important that I recognize that I was given things that other people weren't given and I'm, it's incumbent upon me to yeah. try and make the world a better place. Yeah, I think that's a really great thought. I, I wanted to throw out one other thought about Elul. Um, but I've just been thinking really ever since last year about the the questions we kept on asking about whether Elul itself is the point or, or could be the point of this entire season. And then Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are like the window dressing. We talked a little bit about that last year. Um, and then we contrasted that with the idea, I think, more traditionally understood idea where Elul really is sort of more of a preparation period before the the key moments of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But I do think that I wanted to propose one other possibility, which is the word Elul, E-L-U-L, if you look at it and pretend for a second that the U is a soft U in the English language, it looks like a lull. Um, and I'm going to now space that out. A lull. And I'm interested in that. So I am interested because I've just selfishly been doing a lot of these English Hebrew pun things on the podcast, and this is another one I stumbled into. But I think that there's something to play with here because lull has a negative connotation, right? Like if you're watching an action movie and there's a lull for however long, it's like a boring part of the movie. And I think that we could look at this in that way and actually sort of ascribe positive connotations to it. Elul is situated in the calendar of the Jewish year between two action-packed months that it would be hard to call either of them a lull in any meaningful sense. So it comes after Av, which is sort of the bottom of the Jewish parabola. It's, the, it's like the low point of the Jewish year. It symbolizes grief. And you've got the ninth of Av, um, which is when the temples were destroyed and when all sorts of other terrible things have happened. And then you've got Tishrei, which is also very much not a lull. There's more holidays in Tishrei than any other month of the year. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, you, I mean, you keep on rolling. And it's, and there's something important about the break in between them. And Elul is that break. And it's also not a break. It's, it's very hard work. So I've just been sort of meditating on that and thinking about how maybe we could think of this as a holy kind of lull. And uh, how's that land, Wendy? Oh, I love it. So I'm all in the camp of taking the judgment out of lull because I think as somebody who, you know, has contemplative practices, 
the lulls are like the the greatest place. And we next week in our podcast, we're going to actually talk about taking a break and and the pause. And it, it, it's funny. It reminds me of for a while I was doing triathlons and I was training um, with uh, coaches who were saying you have to take the day off if you want to be at your best. You have to take only only train for six days a week. And I'd never heard that concept before. And so it's also physically this sense of we just can't keep going, going, going. We had that the lulls, you know, are could be the, the important place that we then mobilize ourselves to move into the next piece of whatever it is that's calling us. I just flashed to my high school band class where at some point, I, I, it's not like we did this a million times, but I, I do feel like once or twice, our band director was working with us on whatever song and he had us practice the rests. And it's like, what does that even mean? To The rests in music are the, the spots between the notes. And so like, you're not doing anything but there were there was a song we were doing that had like a couple important moments where like everybody stopped at the same time and that has a musical effect when you do that um and so we practiced it and i've flashed back to that a few times but like maybe that's what lol is maybe it's like practicing the rests on a certain level um so on that note we're gonna arc towards the close but um wendy as we do can you just give us a little quick recap of some general LO practices that folks may be interested in taking on uh, this month, both traditional and less traditional? Sure. Reminding people to go back to the first episode of Alul from last year, and you'll get more depth about all of these. But the practices that are traditionally done in Alul are listening to the shofar being blown every day, reading Psalm 27, doing some kind of spiritual accounting every day, asking for forgiveness from places where you miss the mark, people that you might have injured, and giving forgiveness for people who ask for it from you. And we're going to give you some wonderful things every day this month to add to that or instead of that. And we encourage you to let us know if you're doing some kind of practice that you'd like us to know about as well. Yes, big agree, big agree for letting us know if you're doing anything creative with Elul. We love hearing about that. And just as a recap for those who participated in Elul Unbound last year and maybe a first look for those who are participating this year, we want to just encapsulate once again what Elul Unbound kind of is. So the key is do not pass go. Go directly to judaismunbound.com slash E-L-U-L. And join our daily email list. That's where LL Unbound mostly happens. We also feature lots of it on our website. But if you want our daily forms of LL content arriving right in your inbox, that's the way to go. JudaismUnbound.com slash LL. And what it basically is, is every day we'll send you some, some way of connecting to the spirit of this month, this idea of taking a breath, this idea of searching that we just talked about. Um, and some other ideas that will come up over the course of the month. But basically, there's a different category each day. So every Sunday of the month, we'll send out one of these mini podcasts that like this one that you're listening to. Other days, you know, we'll send out a video on, on Wednesdays where this year adding in um, a social justice component where we're going to encourage you to connect with various social justice causes e e once each week. Um, all those things are going to come up over the course of the month. 
And um, we also, as part of each daily email, will send a variety of creative wake-up calls. Um, there's the traditional practice of hearing the shofar in Elul, and we try to sort of spruce that up. We love hearing the shofar, and we started this episode with hearing the shofar from Wendy. But we also want to encourage you to try other forms of wake-up calls, sometimes funny kinds of wake-up calls, sometimes more serious. Um, so we'll have those in each of our emails. And a new piece this year that we got from our friends with a group called Kol Shema, um, this is a small group of people who every day began a practice of setting a shared alarm clock on their phones. So once a day, um, and we're going to be doing this at 6.13 p.m. 6.13 is a nice Jewish number associated with the number of commandments there are in the Torah. Um, so at 6.13, on whatever time zone you are, by the way, we're encouraging folks to set a repeating alarm throughout the month and just take 60 seconds, one minute, and sort of take a breath and situate yourself Remind yourself of whatever intentions you have for doing that work of personal growth and and channeling it in, from the inside out that we talked about over the course of Elul. So that's a bunch of different pieces that will be part of this month. One more is if you're interested in spiritual direction, Wendy is offering free spiritual direction sessions with folks. And we also have some other spiritual directors who are volunteering their talents for that purpose. So please be in touch with us at E-L-U-L Elul at JudaismUnbound.com if you're interested in that. And uh, we hope that you will be in touch with us and let us know if these practices are resonating with you, if you have your own. And um, stay tuned for more of these mini-podcasts if they're proving meaningful for you. With that, this has been Judaism Unbound.